Carol Strickland. I have been fascinated with the unknown and paranormal realms since childhood. After a profound experience with my grandmother's spirit 20 years ago, I have been on a quest to observe, study, investigate, and communicate with the afterlife and beyond. It's been an ongoing journey of exploration and discovery, one that has taught me how mortality and the spirit world are forever bonded through the veils of time. Looking to launch your new masterpiece? Then try something new with Moonbow Publishing and Production. At Moonbow, we have a strong desire to serve authors in a powerful and meaningful way. After all, you poured your heart and soul into your writing and we fully understand and respect that. Remember this. You will own the copyright to your work. You will have the final say on your work before being published. Even after all of that, we've saved the best for last. We won't take a percentage sold. Nope, not a penny. Excited about MoonbowPublications.com yet? We thought so. Take advantage of our company's services like book editing, formatting, and covers, publishing, and photography. Moonbow Publishing and Productions has everything you are looking for in a company. Remember, we will not keep any commissions. We are a boutique publishing company focusing on spiritual, health and wellness, and personal growth genres. Moonbow Publications and Productions, a new kind of publishing company. Hi guys, I'm not sure that was a little internet glitch. I hope everyone everyone can hear me now. So as I was saying, let's try to remember where I was here. Of course, you're tuning into the Afterlife Chronicles, the first episode of the new year for 2022. Like I said, I hope everyone had a great holiday season. Of course, this is the uh, this is a remembrance episode. Like I said, for my cat Kaylee Strickland, who lost her brother, of course, in 2016. Of course, I'm your host, Nicole Strickland, on the amazing WLTKDB network. You can get there by visiting WLTKDB.com. Make sure to follow the Afterlife Chronicles with Nicole Strickland at Afterlife Chronicles and beyond on Facebook. And then, of course, WLTKDB social media sites as well. So just a little bit of housekeeping before I get into the episode. I'm working on... Some people know I'm working on a, a short, what I thought was going to be a commemoration remembrance article for Kaylee. It's actually turning into a very short ebook. I'm at about 8,000 words. So I'm planning on publishing that on my website, uh, just talking about her and her brother's story, their transitions, the spiritual experiences I've had with them and, and so on. So if you'd like a copy of that, please let me know. Um, also, apparently, 
paranormal ebook as well, Essentials of Paranormal uh, Research, which should be coming out probably in the next two to three months, I would guess. And then, of course, Marie D. Jones and uh, Denise Agnew and I uh, got a contract with Black Spot Books for a brand new book, Women on the Fringe. So we're starting the work on that this month. And then, of course, I'm coming out with a brand new, newly designed website, uh, of course, designed by Todd Bates, a station owner. Can't wait for that. So that should be coming out probably within the next month or so. Uh, so let's get into this. So this, when deciding what show to do, I thought, you know what, let's do a remembrance commemoration show for, for Kaylee. Uh, and so she, and I'll get into the entire story, but she passed at about 2.53 p.m. on Sunday, 9th. 2021. And so I want to say now this is something that I don't think can be explained. I don't think it really can be defined. I don't think it should be defined, but it but it should be experienced if that makes sense. I've had cats and even dogs my entire life. I'm 42 years old. And I've loved every single one of my animals. They've all had a, they all hold a very special place in my heart. They've all had very unique personalities and, and earthly missions. I have never had the soul bond and strong, I, I can't even put it in an eternal connection with any of my animals like I did, or like I do have, I did and I do have with Max and Kaylee. There is almost like a twin flame going on there. Well, they're two and I'm, I'm one, so three, but it's like a twin flame relationship, a soul connection, a deep love unlike any relationship, like I said, with an animal that I've ever had. Like I said, something that really shouldn't be defined, but should be experienced. And if you've had that with your animals, or even with a fellow human, you know what I'm talking about. There was such an ability on our parts to really be in tune with each other's feelings and with, with our, our, our physical body and, and even the illnesses that, that Max and Kaylee endured when they were alive. And even my with uh, almost about 20 years ago and how they were there for me. So, so there was this uh, great, amazing duality, just, just all around remarkable relationship, uh, just amazing, amazing cat. I, can, I can't say never, but I don't think I will ever have a relationship with another animal like I did with and, and did and still do with, with Max and Kaylee. So uh, before I get on to a little bit of their story and their adoption process, I do want to thank everyone. I did read all of your comments on Facebook, every single one of them. I want to thank family and friends, colleagues in the field, acquaintances for all your prayers and uh, all your well wishes for Kaylee uh, enduring the heart failure and, and all of that during the last few days of her lives. You have no idea how much that means to me. So thank you. So very much. Uh, I also want to give a shout out and a thank you to some very dear friends of mine, of course, uh, James Bramuller and Kathy Bramuller, who, like me, are RMS Queen Mary lovers and aficionados. And so we spend a lot of time on the ship and that and that sort of thing. I want to thank them for the beautiful uh, bouquet of flowers that was so generous, unnecessary, but just super, super generous. And I cherished every every one of them. So thank you so much. Going on to dear friend Joanne Yates, uh, who also uh, lives in, in the San Diego area, for uh, the, the beautiful card and, of course, this candle. I don't know if you actually you can kind of see it here. It's an animal spirit guide candle, and I have it lit. It's from the House of Intuition. 
And then down here, I'll read it. It says, pause for reflection and call upon your spirit animals and animal angels. Let their unconditional love and eternal loyalty heal your household and heart. Light this candle to remind you that their sweet and simple spirits will forever guard and protect you. So beautiful candle. And I must say it smells amazing. It's like the most beautiful smelling candle I've ever had. So thank you so much, Joanne. Um, Mom, of course, uh, thank you. I'm wearing it. You probably can't see it, but it's, it's a heart necklace that has two little, like a lavender and a deeper, can't really see it. So I'm not going to even bother showing it, but it had, it's a heart. And then it has two little, uh, a lavender and purple heart uh, made out of amethyst. And so, uh, my mom got that for me for Christmas, just as a, a remembrance for, for Kaylee and her brother. So thank you so much, mom. And then of course, Linda Myers, um, for the beautiful, beautiful, uh, angel. It's, it's kind of up on my bookshelf. I should have brought it here, but it's a beautiful angel with a bell. And I must say now this is a synchronicity sort of thing. I was actually watching It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, I think it was on Christmas Day. And you know how at the end, the little girl says, oh, you know, teacher says every time uh, a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. And then that came. So there was a synchronicity with that. And then, of course, I'm wearing it right here. It's a beautiful uh, bracelet with a heart and paw print. I, you know, I, I can't thank you so much including everyone's well wishes. You have no idea how much it means to me. And then, of course, along with the uh, Linda's bracelet and card, uh, there was the Rainbow Bridge uh, card that came with it as well. I think we're all familiar with the Rainbow Bridge, but I'm, I'm just going to read it because why not? It's, it's very profound. So I'm going to read this here. Just this side of heaven is a place called Rainbow Bridge. When an animal dies that has been especially close to someone here, that pet goes to Rainbow Bridge. There are meadows and hills for all of our special friends so they can run and play together. There is plenty of food, water, and sunshine, and our friends are warm and comfortable. All the animals who had been ill and old are restored for, to health and vigor. Those who were hurt or maimed are made whole and strong again, just as we remember them in our dreams of days and times gone by. The animals are happy and content except for one small thing. They each miss someone very special to them who had to be left behind. They all run and play together, but the day comes when one suddenly stops and looks into the distance. His bright eyes are intent. His eager body quivers. Suddenly, he begins to run from the group, flying over the green grass, his legs carrying him faster and faster. You have been spotted and you and your special friend finally meet, you cling together in joyous reunion, never to be parted again. The happy kisses rain upon your face, your hands again caress the beloved head, and you look once more into the trusting eyes of your pet, so long gone from your life, never absent from your heart. Then you cross the rainbow bridge together. Beautiful. So thank you so much. So Let's get into back in 2003 when I set upon my quest, if you will, to adopt litter mate cats. At that time, I had never had litter mates. I've always just had, maybe I had more than one or more than one cat in the house, but they weren't brother or sister, or brother and brother, or sister and sister. They weren't siblings. So Max and Kaylee were my first set of litter mates. Now, before I get into that, I want to talk a little bit about the 2003 wildfires that struck Southern California, specifically San Diego. Uh, I think it, if I remember correctly, now, or I think it was last year, remains the eighth largest wildfire, don't quote me on that, uh, in, in California history. But uh, 
uh, it burned 273,247 acres of land in San Diego. 2,820 buildings were destroyed. Uh, 15 people were killed, including uh, one firefighter. And then I believe it was fully contained on uh, November 4th of that year, of course. So it was shortly after that, I would say about two weeks that I set upon my quest and I went to different um, pet smarts and pet co's to, to see about adopting litter mates. And I have a list of all the different stores that I plan to visit. And then one day I was coming from a PetSmart in the La Jolla area. And then something told me it was, it, I, I think it was my wisdom. Maybe it was intuition, whatever it was. Something said, you know what? Drive South on the five and go to the Petco off Marina Boulevard. That was not on my list. So I listened to my gut, went to the Petco off Marina Boulevard and, uh, and there it was this three tiered kennel. And I walked up to it. Uh, I forget, I think there was a, a cat, obviously, on, on the top one and one in the bottom. And then in the middle, there were these two uh, kittens that looked almost <laughs> identical. I mean, obviously, they were brother and sister, just identical looking kittens. And they were kind of sitting in the back. And the smaller one, which was Kaylee, was sitting on top of the larger one, which was Max. And they were about three months old. I wanted younger ones. But when I first walked up to their their temporary home, it, I can't even put this in words. It was like instantaneous love and connection. And I think they felt it too, because when I walked up, they both were intently looking at me. And I asked the gal, I said, is it okay if I, can I pet them? Can I, can I visit with them? And she said, yeah, absolutely. So she opened up the the, the door to the kennel and I gently reached my hand and Kaylee who extended her paw to my hand to reach it. And it was just like, love at first sight. Oh my goodness. So I knew right then I'm like, you know what? I want to apply to adopt them. And, and the gal said, you know, I, I don't want to discourage you from adopting them, but there is an application already on them. I said, that's okay. I'm going to fill it out. I filled it out that day visited with uh, Max and Kaylee. They weren't named Max and Kaylee at that point. I think they were called Judy, which, you know, were cute names, but I, when I adopted them, I named them Max and Kaylee. And so I filled out the application, visited with them, and then kind of, I, I left the store with a sense of both happiness and anxiety, because at that time, I wasn't sure if I was going to be selected. So I went home, and then uh, about two or three days later, I called and checked on the status of my application. And then in, in, in anticipation of, of getting them, I cleaned my entire apartment. Like from, it was already clean, but I cleaned it. I disinfected the floors and the bathrooms. I vacuumed. I did, I dusted all of that in hopes of getting them. So uh, I got a phone call. I think it was the following it was the following day and I answered the phone and a woman said, hi, is, is Nicole Strickland there? And I said, yeah, this is me. And she said, hi, you know, I forget her name, but I'm, I work with the rescue house and I'm going to get into that in, in a second. And I just want to let you know that uh, you've been selected to adopt both Joey and beauty. And I just was, oh my gosh, I was elated. It was one of the happiest times in my life. So I called family and friends and, and, and my mom also lived. And so her and I immediately went over there that later that day to pick them up and adopt them. And we shopped and got all the necessities and all of that. And it was just uh, such an amazing experience. 
the gal did tell me, uh, interestingly, when, when uh, from Rescue House, she said, you know, when you told us that you cleaned your apartment, we were so impressed by that, that we knew that you would, you know, be the right fit. And she also said that, you know, sadly, the other applicants lost their cat in the uh, 2003 Cedar wildfires. I'm not sure if that uh, contributed to their decision. I don't know, but she did tell me that. But needless to say, it was such an amazing time. And uh, the rescue house of San Diego is, uh, I think there's six different uh, locations, I believe, but it's a nonprofit volunteer-based organization dedicated to assisting cats through rescue, foster, and adoption. And it's, uh, I think it, it started in 1999 and it's rescued over 16,700 cats, which is amazing. So uh, the the company or the, the it's it's based on it's volunteers run the organization. So they work with about eight different veterinarians to ensure that all the cats have their medical requirements tended to. Um, they're examined. They have they're tested for feline leukemia. They're spayed and or neutered or, or neutered, vaccinated, microchipped, dewormed, treated for fleas. So it's a very extensive process, and they work extensively to make sure that the process is as streamline for humans as it as it is for animals so they work very carefully in making sure that there's a match between owner and adopted animal now i you know is did did they help with, with that yes of course but i think that there's a greater a greater good uh something in the universe that i don't think can necessarily be explained uh, brought the three of us together. And I have to question myself, okay, the rescue house. People would say, wow, you rescued both Max and Kaylee. But in reality, they rescued me. And that's how I look at it. And, uh, just an all around amazing experience. And I think, uh, I, think we're, I think right now is a good time to take a quick break. So of course, you're tuning into the Chronicles. Uh, I'm your host, Nicole Strickland, on the WLTKDB network. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back shortly. Stay tuned. Meet Nicole Strickland. One of the leading San Diego paranormal researchers, Nicole offers a gentle and humble approach to working with spirit energies. Being the founder of the San Diego Paranormal Research Society, Nicole is no stranger to the unknown. Due to Nicole's vast knowledge of the paranormal, she is widely sought after for speaking engagements on topics like children of the paranormal, paranormal investigation 101 and 102, history of spiritualism and more. Not only does Nicole research the afterlife, but also writes about it, and is the author of several books pertaining to the paranormal and its history. She has appeared on television shows like My Ghost Story, Travel Channel's Famously Afraid, Good Morning San Diego, and more. Have a conference or event coming up? Contact Nicole on her website, authornicolestrickland.com. That's authornicolestrickland.com.
20 minutes past the hour. Of course, you're tuning into the Afterlife Chronicles with uh, myself, Nicole Strickland. Uh, this entire show is dedicated to the memory of my beloved 18-year-old cat, Kaylee Savannah Strickland. If you've missed the first 20 minutes or so, I basically have been talking about uh, how they got introduced to my life and, and the adoption process and the very strong uh, soul connection, uh, uh, loving eternal bond that I have with Kaylee and her brother. And so now I want to segue. I forgot to mention uh, at the beginning of the show, uh, my mom, Norma Strickland, she's been on the show a couple of times. She's going to be joining us in the last, uh, uh, I would say the last 20 minutes or so, because she was there with me during Kaylee's transition on December 19th, uh, 2021. So she's going to share a little bit about what she experienced and how the whole, how the whole process was for her. So, uh, so I adopted them. And then the the first few days home were were insane. It was so amazing when they when I brought them to my apartment. They probably thought that my seven hundred and one square foot one bedroom apartment was a castle to them. You know, they I remember getting them in and then getting them out of their carrier, and they were walking around and exploring their surroundings. And and Max found my closet right away and got on top of of my dresser and was like playing with my clothes. Of course, Kaylee found uh, the top of the kitchen cabinets, um, very, very agile, athletic cats. Both of them, right away, I soon found out this was so hilarious. They found the peephole on my door, uh, my front door, and they, and it was maybe about five feet off the ground, maybe a little bit more. And they would both sit there at the, at the, at the floor and they would stare up at the people for maybe a minute or so, 30 seconds. And then they would jump up and meet their eyes would meet the people as if they knew what it was just very hilarious little behaviors and, and personalities coming out. And uh, I worked, well, this was the time when I was getting my master's degree. So I, I was interning during the day for six to eight hours. So what I did because of the apartment, I mean, it wasn't that big, but to them it was, I kept them in my, my bedroom master bedroom area just while I was was interning just so they got used to that space and of course when I got home I would let them out and all that uh so they got used to the apartment rather quickly and uh just amazing amazing times and 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 to see that our our relationship growing and, and getting stronger was just amazing I do want to get into though uh both Max and Kaylee and myself uh well, Max and I, Max came later than me and then Kaylee came later than both of us. But the three of us have dealt with uh, health conditions and it was amazing to see the relationship and, and the assistance that the three of us provided each other. Again, it's hard to describe in words, but it was something that was very palpable um, to us and, and, and to others who, who witnessed it. So back uh, 2005-ish, 2006, Max developed what, what's known as a pilonidal cyst. So it's usually developed, it's usually in the tailbone area. And it's, it's a, it's a tumor like cyst that usually has like skin debris and, and horse hair, sometimes teeth. So he went through extensive procedures and surgeries. They had to put tubes in to try to drain the fluid. That didn't work. He was put on very strong uh, antibiotics to try to, to uh, get the infection down. So I saw a specialist and they actually had to go remove the actual cyst and brought it out, of course, to show me, which was fascinating. But I just looked at it like, oh, my God, OK, you know, what? get that out of my face now. I don't need to look at that. That's not what I said, but you get the drift. So that was a huge battle. I mean, he could have potentially passed away, but he had such 
will and such courage and such strength to get through that. And I think the love and the bond that the three of us had really helped him. Now, uh, Max, segue or, or fast forward to 2016, I took him in for conjunctivitis, not yet knowing at all that he had any sort of heart problem. So I took him into his regular veterinarian in 2016. It was early February of 2016. And he, my veterinarian said, oh, you know, he has a conjunctivitis in his eyes, but then also found an incidental heart murmur. So then I, a couple of days later, I uh, took Max to a specialist to get an echocardiogram of the heart. And they said, as cardio, or excuse me, hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, which I believe is a thickening of, of the heart muscle. And they were very, uh, very positive and said, you know, with medication and beta blockers, he can live a, a healthy life. So he, they put him on beta blockers and he was on that for about um, four or five days. And then I was laying in bed with him one night. And he just started, he jumped off the bed, was hyperventilating, crying out in pain. So I rushed him over and, and needless to say, he, he went into heart failure. And uh, I want to have time for Kaylee, but I want to say that they did everything they could and said, you know, it, it's his time. And uh, there were a lot of synchronicities. Like, for example, the song Endless Love was playing on the speakers at the exact moment the veterinarian came out and told me, you know, it is the latter. Max is going into heart failure and, and whatnot. He passed away uh, the following day. Uh, and it was a very deeply spiritual experience, very hard. But I had a lot of experiences with him afterwards, like I have with Kaylee. And I have shared those um, on, on shows before. So, uh, not to say that I don't want to give Max attention tonight. He's, he understands he, this is Kaylee's time right now. So, uh, fast forward to Kaylee now, 18 years and four months diagnosed with diabetes about five years ago, managed very well. Uh, she had to have insulin twice a day. About three years ago, she was diagnosed with hyperthyroidism and was on a medication known as methimazole and uh, treated her twice a day with that. We've had to up the doses periodically and get her thyroid tested. Because she was getting toward, you know, the elder years, she also developed kidney, mild kidney disease. So this cat lived for five going on six years with all these conditions. And you would look at her and you would not even think she was like two years old. She still looked very healthy and like a kitten, very active. So again, like her brother, just this out of this world, unbelievable courage and will and strength. And I had to take Kaylee frequently for checkups and to get blood work. And she was just so stoic for all of it. It was just unbelievable. Now, December of 2021, uh, I, her, and then she was having some weight loss, you know, from the the cats, when they get really older, they, they do have weight loss. And then of course, with maybe with the, the, the hyperthyroidism that contributed to it. But a few days before her passing, it was Tuesday, December 14th, I believe was the date. And I noticed retracted breathing on, and I was very observant with Kaylee. And I noticed that she had what's known as active breathing where it's basically they're, they're, they're breathing more through their abdominal muscles and her mouth was slightly open and she was kind of breathing through her mouth. That's not good when you see that in cats. So I immediately rushed her over to the veterinary specialty hospital, uh, which is 
kind of an affiliation with UC Davis Veterinary School here. Um, well, UC Davis is in Davis, California, but the Veterinary Specialty Hospital is in San Diego, about 10 minutes away where I live. And so uh, they took her back and uh, about maybe an hour later, because of COVID, owners have to stay out in the car. They can't go back, which is terrible. We're used to this. And so you're out in your car and, and the veterinarian calls you and you do like a remote conversation uh, while you're in the car. So the veterinarian uh, on duty that day called me and said, you know, you know, Kaylee has fluid. She has pleural effusion in her chest and uh, has a lot of fluid. I can remove the fluid, but most likely it's going to come back and it's most likely heart failure. So, of course, I, I completely lost it in the car. I sobbed like never before. It brought me right back to Max, right back to Max. And I said, well, you know, let's go ahead and, and, and remove the fluid and see how she does. And so they removed the fluid and they started her on like diuretics and some other medication to help the contractability of the heart. She had to be in the ICU overnight and they treated her uh, again with all kinds of medications and monitored her and all that. And so I went home and that night was the most painful. It was just, just, I had so much anxiety. It was almost torture because when I, when I left the veterinarian said, you know, I'm going to give you a call about 9 PM because we're going to do a repeat chest x-ray and all that. And I forgot to mention in addition to the diabetes and the hyperthyroidism and the mild kidney disease last year. So December of 2020, they found a pulmonary nodule on Kaylee's lungs and felt that it was cancer. So Cancer, in addition to all these other conditions, and she just lasted like she did, is just, um, even they, all the doctors have said it, like, it's unbelievable. They've never seen anything like it. So getting back to the night of, of December 14th, uh, you know, she was in ICU overnight. I didn't sleep hardly at all. I mean, hardly at all. I got a call at 9 p.m. from the veterinarian saying that, you know, we did the X-ray, and sadly, there's more nodules on the lungs, which I, I obviously felt, I mean, it would have been surprised if there wasn't. And so uh, she said, we're just going to see how, how things go. And she, she asked me, she said, do you, want, do you still want us to proceed with CPR should, you know, Kaylee's heart stop? And I said, I was unsure with everything going on if, if that would have been the right course of action because I wouldn't have wanted to put her through any more pain if it was her natural rite of passage. And so the veterinarian said, CPR in cats with this condition is very brutal. It's very hard. I, I really, I, I do strongly urge that we do a DNR, which is a do not resuscitate. And I said, that's fine. And I okayed it. And so that night I tried to sleep. I laid in bed because I wasn't sure if I was going to get the phone call, you know, saying, oh, we're so sorry, Kaylee passed away. Uh, so all night practically I was up. Then my phone rings at about, oh my gosh, 5.45 in the morning, the following morning, and I'm like, here it is. This is it. I felt my whole world collapse. And it was another ER doctor that had came that had come on in the in the middle of the night. And this particular ER doctor has seen Kaylee before when she's gone in. So he's no he knows Kaylee and knows her history and, and has told me that uh he's Kaylee's pretty much his favorite cat that comes in, and that's just been wonderful. But he said you know, she's, she's managing, she's holding on, she's doing her own. I think she can go home later today. And I think that that's very important for you to have what he termed golden moments. And so I was so thankful 
And so that afternoon they called me and said, you know, we think Kaylee can go home for, for golden moments. And of course I, there were more medications added to the list, a heart medication, the diuretic, in addition to her methimazole and her insulin and all this. And I, I gave it to her, you know, very punctually every morning and night. Uh, so she came home and I had uh, from Tuesday. So I had a Wednesday afternoon, I had all day Thursday, all day Friday, all day Saturday, and part of Sunday with her to have those cherished golden moments with her. During that time, she did deteriorate. She was basically going behind the couch and sleeping a lot, coming out to drink water because the diuretics make cats very thirsty. And then of course, finding spots under the bed to sleep and what normal, that's normal. I, I knew she was getting close, knew it. Uh, but I was very blessed to have that time with her. You know, it would have been more tragic and a lot harder if the call had come that night saying, I'm sorry, but Kaylee passed away, you know? So that, that, that time that I had really allowed me to get adjusted because I knew her transition was, was coming. And I, I talked with her a lot and I told her, I said, you know, Kaylee, you let me know, you let me know when you want, let me know, you let me know when it's time and I'll do everything I can to honor it. And that time came uh, in the morning hours. It was about 7.30 on that Sunday, December 19th. And she uh, came, tried to jump up on the bed. I had to help her a little bit. And she laid with me in her cat bed. And it was just, no words needed to be said, but it was, it was an exchange of communication where she said, you know, mom, I think it's time. And uh, I let my mom know. I said, I think it's time. She let me know. And so again, later on that day, around maybe a couple hours later, the retracted breathing was back. So I obviously, right. So we called, I called the veterinary specialty hospital, letting them know saying, you know, I think it's time. And so my mom actually drove me, drove Kaylee and I over to the veterinary specialty hospital. And we got there about two, about two 30 in the afternoon. And luckily by the grace of goodness, the second ER doctor that I was mentioning that called me at 545 in the morning, uh, talking about golden moments, he told me on the phone that morning that I forgot to say, he said, Nicole, I've had a lot of cats in my life. I've never seen one make it to 18. I've never seen one cat with diabetes, hyperthyroidism, uh, feline uh, kidney issues, uh, nodules on the lungs, and now heart failure make it to over 18 years. And then he paused and he said, I don't say this often, but I can tell you that Kaylee is my favorite feline that comes through here. And you have no idea. I started sobbing on the phone. You probably thought I was nuts, but I was just, you know, I have no idea what those words meant to me. And it really did help me. So getting back to the drive over, and I'm going to bring my mom in now because she wants to talk a little bit about her, what she witnessed in the car ride over there. I had Kaylee. So she was driving. I had Kaylee in my lap on a, a sweater I didn't even have her in the carrier. I had her in my lap and she just, normally she would be trying to get out of my lap and walking around. Of course, I would always have her in the carrier, but not today. She sat in my lap and she was facing me. She was looking up at me almost the entire drive home with a look of peace and content that only would have to be there to experience. The sunlight was glistening on her back keeping her warm. And at that point, I'm going to bring in my mom, Norma Strickland, because she wants to share what she observed on the car ride over there. And then we'll get to the actual transition. Mom, are you there? Yes, I'm here, Nicole. Do you know what you just said? You said on the way home, 
she, she I said on the way home. See that on the but, way home. Now, why would I have said that? I meant on the way to the. But she was going home, Nicole. She was that's going what, home. See that? That's a that, slip. That, that, that she was yeah. going home. So that's mm -hmm. very meaningful that you said that. I thought really mean, meaningful. Yeah. But I, I was driving, and I just wanted to share with with, with all your friends and, and colleagues that will will listen to this, is that there's a picture that that you've shared with uh, on Facebook of Kaylee looking up. And it's that same throughout the ride. And here I'm driving and I'm looking and the sun is glistening and you're talking to her softly and your face is just a few inches away from hers. And she's looking up into your eyes and she's understanding everything that you're telling her. And it's like, it's almost like, you know, this is a soul to soul, a spirit to spirit. Yes, that's Talk. exactly it. Excuse me if I, my voice. And that's it's that, fine. It, it's that it's beyond the languages that we know. It's almost like the language of the spirit. It's like it was universal, like no language that we know, but it understands everything. And she was just looking at you. She was comfortable and she just, it was unbelievable. And then and all the way through the what 15 minutes about it, it took us. And then getting there when they allowed you to go into the back, they allowed me to go with you. And I was so grateful for that into that back room. It was a very comfortable room with the couch and they had a, 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 like a, like a candle and, and a little water fountain and all that it was very, very comfortable. And then you have her on your lap. And of course the gal came in that explained about the, you know, the, the, the procedure and whatever and then they took Kaylee back because she needed to have the catheter inserted in her in her uh, arm. And I think first the doctor came in and he is the, the nicest, nicest, when I say this human being that is compassionate like you are, Nicole, and just it has like the intuitive type yeah. of feeling and love for animals. So he came in, he said he was going to they were going to go ahead and put the catheter in. And evidently you found out later that he held he held her while the catheter was being in, inserted. Yes. That, he, he, yes. How much he loved her. He said he just yes. loved her, loved her, loved her. Mm -hmm. In fact, before he took her back, he, he he just told you all kinds of wonderful things about the times he had with Kaylee. He said she had spunk. And he, half the time he was a, thought maybe she'd want to run out when he would be checking her. And then the, in the next minute she was sweet. And it just, he yeah. just fell in, love, he, he fell in love with that spirit of hers. So then they brought, he, he carried her back in and you, you were sitting there. He put her on your lap. My heart was aching for both you, for you. You were very stoic and you were very strong for her, but yet you let your feelings come out too, which was important. Yeah. But you talked to her, you talked to her and you told her how much you loved her. You told her endless love. You told her to go see Maxie. Yeah. And all of that went on and the, the actual vet, through the procedure, I have to say, if anyone can ask, if all your friends were saying prayers for you and your colleagues, those prayers were answered that day because it had to have been the most peaceful, beautiful event that I've ever experienced. And I'm a nurse and I've seen patients die, yeah. a human beings. Nothing has ever been as peaceful as and as beautiful as this was. He explained yeah. the whole the whole procedure. He had Kleenex. He, he was so, even crying. The doctor, all, was, the veterinarian, was even crying. We're wearing like, masks, and he was crying yeah. too. And he did. It was first. It was, he injected her with 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 the calming. It was you know just like a like a sedative to make and her go to sleep. Yeah, did not cry out. She, you were talking to her. She was against you. She felt your warmth and your love. 
And then, of course, the final when he said, said, you know, and he listened to her heart and then she was gone. It was all so, so beautiful. And I'll just share this after you may want to say more and all after I'll just say this before I before I mute myself is that after all of this procedure, many, 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 many minutes later, because you got to hold her after she after her after her body had had stopped functioning and you were able to hold her after when we walked out, I just wanted to say there had been a cloudy pretty cloudy day, cloudy with a little sun coming out. But when you walk down the corridor in this one window at the very end, the sun shone through. It was just a very, very, very spiritual event. I just, yeah. if, if anybody is listening and they have any of their little babies that are getting close to, to leaving, transitioning to just be with them and, 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 and share your feelings with those little babies and, 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 look for their strength too. It's, it's, it can be a beautiful experience. It's very sad and hard as it is. And we go around in life, Nicole, normally when we don't have our, anyone that's we're losing or, or, or anyone that's transitioning and we don't think about it. I've learned so much through your, your experience now with, with uh, afterlife that you share. And it's really a godsend all that you do and, and all that your friends and colleagues do as well, because yeah. it's really opened my eyes. So I'm going to be quiet now. And I just wanted to share that. And I want to thank you, Nicole, the honor of being able to share that with you and of, of Kaylee, who I just love dearly. So that's it for me. Thank I you hope so much. That you're welcome. I love you dearly, Nicole. I love you too, mom. Thank you so much for sharing. So um, she said it beautifully. Um, I did tell Kaylee the words I said uh, in the car on the way over, as well as during the actual transition. I said, Kaylee, you know, we're soulmates for eternity. I kept repeating that we're soulmates for eternity. I said, Max is here for you. He's here. He's right here. He's here to guide you. Go with him. Go with him. And I love you so much. And we're always going to be together. And that's kind of what I kept repeating. Of course, I, I was remaining stoic, but I was crying a lot too. And like my mom said, we spent some time after with Kaylee. We had about 15 minutes with her and a lot of people might think, oh my gosh, that's morbid. But you know what? I did it with Max. I did it with Kaylee. It's extremely healing to be with your animal afterwards and have that time with them. It's very comforting. It's very consoling. And I told Kaylee, I said, you know what? I want you to get used to where you are. I want you to get adjusted to your new journey where you are. Do not feel obligated to come back here and, and help console me. Um, if you want to, that's fine. It should be on your own terms, but um, I'm going to be sad. And I explained that to her, but I said, I want you to get adjusted to where you are. And then when you're ready, you can come and visit, you know, and I, there's always that connection anyways. And that's one thing I want to impart in part that I've learned with both Max and Kaylee's passing is that it's so hard physically to not have our animals present. There's that physical loss. And this is, again, it cannot be described, cannot be really defined or really described. It's only really meant to be experienced. But once you experience them being with you at all times and almost like enter your soul and being forever a part of who you are, the, the missing their physical presence kind of diminishes. Of course, you still miss them, but it, it provides that acceptance and that hope and that peace. And so that's one thing I want to impart. And when you get there and you experience it, you'll exactly what I mean. Um, I'm going to forego the second break. I hope that's okay. Just because I want to get to some of the synchronicities and experience spiritual experiences afterwards. And this, this was in the days after her transition. Like my mom said, 
the exit door down the hall when we left, there was such a bright, bright, bright light shining through it and emanating the entire hallway. That right there was a huge sign. Even the veterinarian said about a minute after she passed, he said, I feel her all around me. And we did too. Uh, we actually went to In-N-Out Burger on the way home. Uh, now I'm forever going to associate In-N-Out Burger with Kaylee's trans transition, and that's fine. And so on the way home from In-N-Out, I happened to just glance up. I wasn't even like paying. I wasn't even thinking about glancing up. My head just turned right. I glanced up at a billboard and it had a finger up like this. And the tip of the finger was touching a bright orb of light. Hello, right? Um, my mom, where she was, she experienced the following morning and she told me about this. She said, I heard two meows. And I said, mom, you know what that means, right? And she, at first she's like, I said, that means that the, the two, the, the two, the two meows are, that's kind of a sign that they're together, that Max and Kaylee are united. Just amazing. That next day I was driving and I never see this. I mean, I never see it like I did this day. I was driving and again, something made up into the sky. I was at a stoplight. And there were two birds literally in unison flying around in unison. I've never seen that before. Like I did that day. I'm like, there we go again with the two, the together, the two. These are all the synchronicities that happen that we have to pay attention to. These are all the signs. It was about three days, three nights after Kaylee had passed. And I, I was dreaming. And in the dream, in my bedroom, I have a desk where I'm sitting at right now. And Kaylee used to sit on it and stuff. And she was in the dream. She was laying on the desk with her head propped up looking at me. And so I walked up and said, Kaylee, you're here. I said, can I pet you? And I, I, with my right hand, I caressed her fur and I felt her fur. I felt the warmth of her full. She looked full again. She didn't look thin. She looked like she was in time. And then I knelt down and I embraced her with my arms and felt her warmth and woke up. Help that all this has helped me so much with grief. And then about, I would say a, a week, I would say about maybe, maybe nine days after her passing, I had another dream. Now, I don't know if maybe I astrally traveled out to meet her, but this dream, of course, took place in my bedroom. So in the dream, I was uh, I was dreaming, of course, or I, I think I was either, maybe a hypnopompic sort of state or a hypnagogic, but I think maybe, maybe I potentially traveled out to meet her. So in the dream, I felt something jump up on the foot of my bed, and then I felt the pressure of the paw prints like walking up toward me. And I was laying on my side and then Kaylee came right up toward me, right up to my face, again, looking perfected, looking full. She, she, before she got diabetes, she tended to be a little on the chubby side. That's what she looked like, completely full. I was, again, touching her and I felt her fur. I felt her warmth and I also felt a heartbeat. Now that, you know what that symbolizes. And I was looking at her in the dream and I was, you know, touching her face and I was talking with her. And then I woke up with such a sense of sheer peace that it, it's unbelievable. And so this is example. This this is just a few. These are just a few of the examples that demonstrate the beauty of the afterlife. And it's not something. It's not something we humans should ever exploit. It's something that we should cherish. And uh, all of these experiences and just knowing that it was her rite of passage and everything 
um, have really helped with grief. Of course, the grieving process, you're going to go through that pain. It's life's most ultimate cruelty to have to say goodbye physically to an animal that we love. Uh, but, you know, almost having, I have a background in, in psychology and in counseling, which has helped. And of course, my, like my mom said, the work I'm, you know, in, in the paranormal realm has helped, but it, it never really takes away the pain. But once you really to have that acceptance and you know that your animals are there and that it was their time to transition. It was their time to journey on. How can you not honor that? You have to honor that. That's one of the greatest acts of love we can ever give an animal is to honor um, rite of passage. So of course, a week after her, uh, on the one week anniversary of, of her uh, passing, uh, we went to the Queen Mary, of course, right? It's one of the best places I could be. And, uh, when selecting her custom urn, I found one that has, it's a brass urn. There's a, I think I have a picture of it on Facebook. There's a brass urn that has mother of pearl around it. Now there's now, interestingly, there's mother of pearl quartzite in the former first and third class pool aboard the Queen Mary as well. So I'm bringing that whole kind of theme in there. It's a beautiful urn. And so it's, it's on the wall unit. I believe there, I believe I, yeah, I did post a picture of it. It's just beautiful pictures don't really do it justice, but we got um, a little, this is Max's, but it's a little pop play paw print here. Kaylee's is, I should probably put Max's next to Kaylee's and then, a, and then a tuft of hair as well. So uh, just, just all around um, very, very special moments and, you know, grief and loss and, and um, you know, t uh, thinking about Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, she was the Swiss American psychiatrist, uh, wrote a book, I think 1969 on death and dying was the name of it. She's uh, kind of a pioneer in, in the stages of grief, you have denial, and you have the anger, you have the bargaining, you have the depression and the acceptance. With Kaylee, I did not really have denial, anger, or bargaining at all. I had more of a depression, not so much depression, but more of a sadness, but I had a lot of acceptance. So not everyone goes through these stages in the exact order or, you know, in the exact way, which makes it really interesting. I will say, though, if you're going through this, I know how hard it is. I know. Oh, my gosh, I know how hard it is. Allow your grief to flow. Um, do things that help you to work through it. Don't don't bottle it inside. Um, you know, and just for me, knowing that Max and Kaylee are forever a part of me, always with me. It's a feeling that I have that really does help me process the grief and carry on. So I have many plans uh, in the near future to carry on their legacy. I mentioned earlier the uh, article turned ebook, which I'm going to be offering as a free download on my on my site. And then of course, if you want a copy, I can send it to you. Just let me know. I do uh, plan to maybe write a children's book or a children's book series with Max and Kaylee as characters. That's, you know, I still have to think about that. I'm going to do it. I just have to think about the plot. Um, I've also developed, which will kind of be like this radio show uh, presentation, um, Animals in the Afterlife, and talking about my experience with, with uh, their transition and, and whatnot as well. And then I eventually, I want to do research on this. I want to do make sure that I go through all the right channels, of course. I do want to establish a foundation in their honor. I don't know exactly what that will be yet if it'll be feline heart health or diabetes or what, but I do plan in the, in the future to establish a foundation as well. So uh, I want to thank all my listeners, you know, tonight for tuning in. Of course, this episode will be archived again. I want to thank every single one of you that, that took the time.
comment and, and send prayers and send well wishes and everything. I read every single one of your comments and you have no idea how, how much those mean to me and I carry them with me. Um, so thank you so much for uh, tuning in tonight. I do want to read a couple of poems here, uh, obviously in honor of Max and Kaylee and, and everyone and, and all the animals here that have, have transitioned over the rainbow bridge. So here they go. Go to sleep, my for your journey has just begun. Sorry. To frolic in the meadows and bask beneath. No loneliness for you when you awake today. So close your eyes and go to sleep and love will lead the way. With celestial wings lifting her away from the weight of the world, an angel takes flight in feline form. Quiet is the night in honor of her being adorned. A star is born and glistens in the light and of love. Kaylee Savannah's home, of course, and Max's home as well. So thank you guys tonight for listening in. I hope that this has been somewhat helpful in some way for you. And of course, here at the Afterlife Chronicles, we're bridging the gap between reality, or excuse me, mortality and the afterlife one experience at a time. We will see you next week and have a great night. Good night, guys.